or something even similar that the deck doesn't see a change you know right sometimes yeah. the change that needs to occur in the deck is small enough well, it's fast and now from a customer's perspective that's what he didn't understand because as far as he's concerned he's just going through tracks a little bit of a troubleshooting conundrum recently. Mm -hmm. Customer bought a, uh, a Lena stag and um, hooked it up to his home network. And he was using it for a few days and he commented on uh, the how slow the track changes can occur sometimes. Other mm -hmm. times it's fast. Mm -hmm. Like change tracks. And I guess he was using Tidal. And anyway, this is, this, this you got to wait to the end of this one because it's actually kind of surprising. Didn't really yeah. think about what was going on there. So as usual, because he's hooking this up to his home network, the first thing we do is point to the network and go, what do you, what do you got? What are you using for a network? You know, Because almost everybody knows that if they've been down this road before, right? if you're not hardwired, who knows? <laughs> that could be uncertainty. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, yeah, if it's plugged in, it's like, well, that's probably not it. Well, yeah. <laughs> this being one of the worst issues to troubleshoot because it sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. And since you're not physically there and you're troubleshooting with somebody that's unfamiliar over email, well, <laughs> yeah. it's challenging, yeah. right? Because they're telling you information that sometimes is relevant, sometimes isn't. Sometimes they're telling you things that you receive incorrectly and is as a result yeah, well, is misleading. Well, having eyes on the system, difficult. you got to drag all that information out, and it tends to be a, quite a lengthy process yeah. because you never know. You know, some people have some weird shit in, in networks. <laughs> yes. So let's yeah. use this as a thought experiment. Let's see yeah. if people out there could figure it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. So, okay, so the first thing is, all right, what, you know, how are you using this in your network type thing? Yep. Like, well, I got it plugged into this. You know, with a cat cable, and I got the. He was running Rune too, so he had a Rune nucleus, mm -hmm. which further complicated the whole thing. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, it could be the Rune too. I don't know. You know, so, so what's this? What's what? First question was, what's all this stuff connected to in the network? So it turns out he's running something called I forget what it was, but it was a mesh network. Yeah, and it had a bunch of little basically Wi-Fi units all over the house. He had more than one. I don't know how many. Yeah, you know, and connecting to one hub, they call it or whatever. And uh, which is the router for that system, you know, all going to a Verizon fiber run, which he showed me the speeds clocked in at over 900 megabytes. Yeah, right. It's speed wasn't an issue on his ISP. Bandwidth wasn't <laughs> right, an issue. Bandwidth, yeah. right, yeah. that too. So bottom line is like, so he figured because he had that, he was good as gold and that delay shouldn't be occurring. So that's his, that's the customer's thought process, which I get. Yeah. I would think the same thing. It's not when me. moreover, he was running it before without a delay. Right. He was before he got this, he had a bar talk and he was running it and he didn't notice the delays. Mm -hmm. So now he switches to the a different network server, basically. I'm sorry, a different network deck. I mean, you would think because, yeah, I mean, they're both the same, same company. company. Why, why should it be any different, right? Yeah. But it's a classic setup. Something was working. You change something and it's not working. You always blame the new hardware. Yeah. I mean, it was working. It was playing music. It right. just, there right. were, sometimes there were delays when he, you sit there and just change tracks, which not many people do that. But if you do it constantly, you notice yeah. that some songs were. It would be annoying. Like, some songs were almost, you get a delay almost right away. Yeah. Some songs were a few seconds. Some songs were five, six seconds. So it was, it was a variable. All right. So. So anyway, right, so, so everyone, DCS, ourselves, everyone's pointing to the network first, going, well, what's, what's going on, right? 
So we clear that up, have, them, have the customer get a really long network cable so he can reach the Verizon oh, yeah. unit itself. Bypass, Bypass the, the network. Whole thing, yeah. right? And then get us, I don't get it. I mean, this stuff is 40, 50 bucks total on Amazon for a switch and a 150 foot Cat 6. You know, it's, it's easy enough to do if you don't have the cable or go to Best Buy and get it. Anyway, he plugs that all in, and um, it's better, but it still has delays. It's like, okay, well, I'm thinking, well, I seem to recall us having delays when we use this stuff too, but you know, but I, but I only remember it at a show setting. I don't remember it at home. So anyway, bottom line is that that wiped out. So then we said, okay, well, what about the nucleus? How are you using that? How's that plug? And we go through the whole thing, right, because we've got to figure out What's the bottleneck here? Yeah, well, clearly something changed, right? Yeah, you know. So then, then he threw another amount. Says, "Well, another." He says, "Well, when I was using the Bartok before I got the Lena, um, um, I had a USB cable coming out of the Roo nucleus directly to the Bartok." So I'm like, "Oh, now I don't know how these two pieces interact. I had to find that out myself." Because, but come to find out that, and we should have known this because we've used it both ways, right? But basically, the the, nucle the Rune nucleus, the bo black box that you plug in your house and it gives you interface for Rune, right, is a, basically a PC in a box. It's a computer. It's running whatever on a Linux custom software or whatever, but it, it boots like a computer, runs like a computer. You just don't know yeah. it. There's no screen. Right. It just does what it does, right? It just turns on on its own. It has issues like computers. <laughs> Bottom line, it's a computer, right? So... Um, Turns out that we know from when we use laptops, or a laptop, say, any computer, plugging into a DAC, whether it be a network or not, when you run it USB, the computer, via software or whatever, has a fixed data rate going out, mm -hmm. regardless of the track you're playing. So no matter what track, it dumps it down to one data rate, whatever it decides, whatever you set it for. You can set it, yeah. For the DAC, right? It typically does not auto-switch. And see, this is this trouble. Not everything always behaves like this, but frequently a lot of computers won't do that. They'll pick something and they'll run it. So nothing will change as you're changing tracks. And a lot of times it may even be always permanently connected. So what ended up happening here, the big reveal, was <laughs> how we had it connected. The, uh, the DAC was switching to accommodate the changes in the um, sample rate of the track coming in. Because how he was streaming it, um, the content is different, and content is often quite variable. So you might go to one track and it's 16-bit, um, 44.1. Another one's 24-bit, 192. And your DAC needs to be able to switch to accommodate that. And sometimes there's multiple changes that need to occur. So it can create variability where sometimes there's no delay if track to track, they're the same data rate. Or something even similar that the DAC doesn't see a change. You know, Right. Sometimes you know. the change that needs to occur in the DAC is small enough, well, it's fast. And now from a customer's perspective, that's what he didn't understand because as far as he's concerned, he's just going through tracks. Right. It's just, he's, he's not the type that's looking at a display and watching every time he changes track what speed he's getting. Right. He's, mm. not, he's not like that. He just... Oh, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's ultimately how I figured out what was going down here because I did it at home. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, you know, I never really sat there plowing through tracks to see uh -huh. what the hell the thing does. Well, it also depends on what you're listening to. Because if you're just listening to Redbook, it wouldn't matter, right? If all, it's all CDs or yeah, something, right. it wouldn't matter. Yeah. But now with, like, online streaming, all kinds of formats, you know, 
It's just next track, next track, next track. Well, that's what clued me in was the fact that uh, I started, I picked an album, a studio album, went through all the tracks on the album. There was no real delays right. because the whole album's one speed. It's all one, right. one data rate. Right. Yeah, but if you're going through a playlist. Right. Or, or, or a mix, which yeah. is all different. Everyone's a different, everyone guaranteed, almost guaranteed is not the same data rate. So, and depending on what the DAC's got to set up to play it, I mean, you think about it. These decks, I mean, these are high-end decks. They're designed strictly for high sound quality. They're not designed for speed. They're not, it's not a PC that's running into a 50-cent D to A chip. You know what I mean? This is the D to A chip in a computer. Oh. The whole thing is a D to A chip. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's complicated. And it's got these, like the unit, the Linus deck's got an external clock. It's got two clocks in the external clock. So it's selecting, it's got to look at the data, look at the track, Decide what speed, what rate it's running at. Change the clock input to match the timing of that rate. And I don't know what the hell else it's setting up, but you hear some things clicking on the inside. Mm -hmm. I think that's the changing of the clock input. But anyway, all that takes time. And then, and then it's got a buffer, so it's buffering for I don't know how many seconds. It's buffering uh, in the memory of this track. Mm -hmm. All this takes time. And then, then when you combine that, with a potential delays in a mesh network, because you don't know what the network's doing at the same time. You could have six kids on phones playing games on the mesh, mm -hmm. and you don't know how it's prioritizing the data. You don't Sometimes know. you get a lot of uncertainty, and that's sort of the trouble where it seems like something's wrong because the variability. Sometimes it's instant, sometimes it's two seconds, sometimes it's five seconds. And unfortunately, almost every DAC does this. Um, it's very common for them to have some sort of switching delays, especially when you're changing between formats. Um, and I'm not really sure. I don't make DAX, so I'm not really sure the technical reasons for that. But it'd be interesting to see if you could reduce or I eliminate think it. What I, what I think I would determine is that the more complicated the, the D-to-A conversion system, the longer it's taking. And, of course, at this price point, they don't want you to hear clicks and pops, noise right. of any yeah. kind. Needs to mute. It comes on you know. and it's just music, yeah. and it sounds the same the first second as it does the last. You know, so it's, they're prioritizing sound quality. Yeah, so yep. it's it's making sure that everything's right, and then it's unmuting itself and playing. Mm. And I think that's that's really where it comes from, you know. And um, but yeah, so anyway, that was a that was tricky because it ultimately wound up being the variable variability of the data rates that he had going when he changed. To a network. Well, that is the problem because you're like he could he could have been through a track uh, one album and not think anything of it. It's like oh, it's working fine now. Then go to a different album or different playlist and yeah. Oh, came back and we well, got the problem music, again, right? right? Yeah, like it's it, like what it's do you still care? Playing right. the problem. Yeah, yeah. music, yeah. music, right? But yeah. you may not be aware since most apps don't even tell you. There can be big differences in the formats, the bit rates, the data rates, sample rates, and stuff like that of different tracks, and your DAC is there to accommodate that and switch between them. Um, and a lot of times on cheap gear, it's instant or nearly enough, and you don't notice it. Um, but it's exceptionally common on external discrete DACs to have a delay. And I guess it's both good and bad. It can be annoying sometimes, but I never heard a pop from external DACs, except in unusual circumstances where they're obviously... Not We've heard all kinds of noises um, at shows and mm, stuff. And mm -hmm. just, yeah, but sometimes you get weird issues like <laughs> yeah. that. But it's it's um, it's usually computer related. It's very uncommon to see it on like a actual production deck. Yeah. Um, whereas on computers, I've heard that changing tracks sometimes you get pops and stuff like that. On computers. Well, particularly people are running. It, well, for example, 
all kinds of software like Autovana and stuff because a standard yeah. computer won't play probably beyond 96K or so. so I don't think it'll, it won't play 192, won't play DSD, so where this does. So this has got to negotiate all those formats. I mean, think about all the formats that I was, when I was doing this the other night, I'm, I'm looking at the speed, the, the, the data rates, all these tracks. Yeah. Holy shit, it's 16441. You got 24441. You got, you got 2448. <laughs> you got 2486. You got 2496. You got 24192. You got, you got tw uh, 24352. Uh, you got some of them are 32 bit. Yeah, there's and, a few different and formats. D and too. DSD, if you're using Rune and you're, it's, it's got a hold of your a, a music library in the house. So this thing's negotiating and setting clock speeds and all that external just for, for each track. But in Rune, you just see a simple interface. What do you want to play? <laughs> you know? Right. So you don't know what it's doing. Well, actually, it does have the little thing you hit, and it shows you exactly what it's doing, and I like that. It shows you every chain, every yeah. conversion. It's which, pretty nice. Which you probably turn off, right? Well, yeah, you got to actually select it. Yeah. See, but some yeah. people don't. So I could see some people not caring or bothering anymore. Well, really. a lot of people probably wouldn't configure it. They don't look into it. Yeah. Most people, whatever the defaults are, it's it what works, it is, right? It's playing music. It's, it's playing working. music. Yeah. Yeah. You don't look into it past that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was tricky because uh, ultimately we're blaming the network and all that stuff. Uh, and the reality of it is it's just normal operation. And what w the confusing part was at one point it was working. And that's the part we didn't know is that when, when the nucleus is hardwired with a USB, it is putting out what you sh we should think that it is. It's a computer. Mm. It's putting out PCM out the USB at a fixed data rate. So it's never changing no matter what track you're on, right? But as soon as you don't use that on the on the nucleus, and the nucleus is strictly networked, now the now the nucleus no longer is the source of the stream. This it shifts to a rune ready device. The DAC becomes starts yeah, streaming. Point. It's yeah. doing the streaming, not the, the the rune box is simply an interface now at this point. It's not doing the work. So that was the other trick that kind of threw us because I didn't, you know, we just didn't go through this before <laughs> well it's kind of one of those is it plugged in problems yeah tell me about it yeah yeah it's sort of obvious in hindsight but yeah inevitably with the data you have it's always a little confusing yeah so hopefully with this video we'll save a lot of service calls and stuff mm -hmm. with people like network network decks are becoming more and more popular seeing them at all price points now you know so and i'm sure they're all they all got delays because of the way they operate some more than others well that was a th the biggest thing though is is that um most people probably wouldn't be coming from like a Bartok. So he already was like experienced with the brand and everything, you know, so he assumed it would just operate the same. Right. And there's where the problem came in, right? Yeah. It's always that word assume. Mm. Always when it comes to things that right. things that go well, wrong. Well, that's exactly why you would never ask a person, is it plugged in? Because mm. yeah. you assume, well, <laughs> of course it's plugged in. Yeah, right. right. But it happens. It actually happens. Yeah. The outlet's dead. The cable's broken. It's not plugged in. That happened like to that. him a couple of weeks ago. Oh, boy. Yeah, it happens. There's a lot of reasons. I for forget it. what you're doing, but you're doing something, and you accidentally bumped the cable, the cable, and it, the plug right. kind of came well, out. Yeah, oh, yeah, worse yet, it's plugged yeah, in, it but not fully seated. It. <laughs> yeah, but it fell out. And it's yeah. like, yeah. how come this damn thing yeah. isn't turning out? You got to jam like, the plug in. And I come over, I'm in. like, that plug's hanging out the wall. It's not plugged in. <laughs> yeah, stupid. Yeah. Partially Classic. plugged in. Hence the reason I asked this question. Mm -hmm. When you call computer tech right. support at Dell, isn't that the first question? That it is. It should be. Is it plugged in? They do. Yeah, but the question doesn't fix it though because a lot of people will just be like of course it's plugged in but they don't actually check didn't look, right? yeah yeah well actually no one time uh, i called the the cable company and they they told me it's like no no physically go and look they tell you that now mm -hmm. 
because then people probably just say, yeah, yeah you yeah, spend an hour and like, then they check. Oh, it wasn't plugged in. They're like, I'm going to wait here for ah. 10 seconds. You go look. Yeah, right. I'm like, okay. Right. It yeah. definitely is. Definitely is. Now, my email chain did not start like that, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> but in this case, I did know what the problem was. It was, uh, I just moved in and uh, it was disconnected at the pole. So there's nothing I could do about yeah, it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that, that's a serious disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. But there you have it. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we saved a lot of troubleshooting necessities going saved forward. maybe two people yeah over the next few, five years yeah, the mm. two that are watching here at the end mm. yeah <laughs> but it was three last time right yeah. let's make it four maybe now. four yeah. Mm. yeah maybe five this is this i don't know, about know that. that's yeah. too this, this was a nail biter five people aren't watching right now this is a nail biter. no way <laughs> thanks everyone for watching thumbs us up take care